Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Drugan, and I will be showing you how average, everyday middle-class people are choosing to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope these podcasts will allow you to feel a connection with people who are just like you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hey, everyone, and welcome. Today, I have on Kim Hershaw. She is a certified life coach through the Professional Women's Network, and she has a specialty in mentoring teens and young women, uh, particularly survivors of human trafficking. So welcome, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. You're welcome. So I want to start with you as a kid. What were you like when you were a young kid? Well, when I was a young kid, I was a social butterfly and very strong-willed little girl. And I still am a social butterfly, but the strong-willedness has kind of, um, I guess, decreased. It's not as um, strong as it used to be, (laughs) I guess you could say. Um, But I was very, very social and, you know, I would hang out with anybody and liked having a lot of friends around, so... Now, why do you say you're less strong-willed than you were as a kid? Um, I think just because, you know, you as you grow and you get older, you know, you change, and as, especially after becoming a mother, you know, I think that had a lot to do with it as well. Um, I've just kind of, you know, found the balance, I guess you could say. Nice. Now, you're a mom. How many children do you have? I have one son. He's about to be seven in April. And do you find that he is strong-willed as you were as a kid? He is. He is. He's not as bad as I was when I was a kid. Um, Even my parents say the same thing, especially my mother. So, yeah. I mean, he is, but not to the point that I was. Well, you know, it's good. Good to have those genetics. I think uh, strong wills can be good because I think especially... Attribute, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And for any kid, but especially for women and for little girls, um, you know, it tends to lead into being a kind of a confident, strong, um, honest individual. And I think that those are good qualities to have. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So now let's flash forward. So when you became an adult, we know you're a life coach now. Was that something that you started with or what type of avenue were you in earlier on? Um, earlier on, actually, I actually studied criminal justice and mm-hmm. I am not in the field. I don't even use my degree yet. I say that because I eventually want to use it, but I've been in the medical field. So being an operations manager for for medical practices through the Northern Virginia area. But what propelled me into becoming a life coach was I was doing a lot of volunteer work with uh, nonprofits in the area. And I was working with a human trafficking initiative here locally. And I was, I just came on board and probably about 2013 I was asked to be a part of the initiative, and later on, I became the director of victim services. But prior to that, I just started, you know, working at the group homes and things like that, and it just kind of all fell into my lap, to be honest with you. So let's describe, before we continue, um, can you describe what human trafficking is for those that don't know? Right. 
Basically, human trafficking is the use of force, fraud, and co- or coercion um, against someone's will, forcing them to do a sexual act in, ex- in exchange of anything of value. It could be food. It could be shelter. Um, you know, anything, money, drugs, mm-hmm. et cetera. And where is that most prevalent right now in the world? Well, obviously it's overseas and, you know, it's a big deal. It's pretty much all over because it's here in the U.S. as well. A lot of people um, don't think that it's here in our backyard, but it is here. And, you know, Virginia, you know, we're one of the top five hubs for human trafficking. Really? So, yes, we are. And like when you say that, what does that mean? It's a you like the United States is doing that or where is that coming from? Individuals are doing it? Right. It's here. It's here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, There's pimps. There's traffickers. Um, Some are gang related. Just depends. But it's a very it's the most lucrative commodity that is out there right now. Really? Yeah, it's the fastest growing crime in the world. And it's the second um, crime in the world next to drug trafficking. So now what got you interested in joining this nonprofit originally? Had you just kind of heard about it and read about it? Was it something that you experienced something yourself that you felt compelled to help others? Where did that kind of come from initially? Yeah. Um, It was nothing that I experienced personally. I actually, I just, you know, it was like a passion that was put on my heart. And I just went to a forum back in 2013 where one of the detectives, the local detectives was um, leading. And next thing you know, I just got involved with the initiative and I was getting involved with the local group home that housed trafficking victims. And that's how it all happened. It just kind of fell into my lap and just the collaborating with both of those organizations and doing my research. And I went and started getting training and things like that. <clears throat> Now, how does somebody get in one of those homes? Does somebody, you know, does um, someone find them and they help them get there or someone is trying to get out of something like that? I mean, how does somebody even get to a home like that that is going to help them get better? Oh, you mean like a group home? Yeah, like how do they even get from a human trafficking terrible experience to be able to find a place where that's safe for them? Right. Um, Well, you know, it's leads either from the detectives, Mm -hmm. you know, going out and doing investigations or, you know, even the community knowing the signs and being aware of what to recognize and reporting those tips to the national hotline or, you know, the local police department and things like that. So basically a lot of it is the detectives doing, you know, work on their end. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the the signs that somebody should be noticing if they think somebody's in trouble in that way? Well, a lot of the signs are, you know, basically it's, it's a lot of control and manipulation. So some of the signs are, you know, they're not going to um, be able to talk for themselves. They're not going to have like their license or their photo ID, their passport, anything like that. Very submissive to um, the person that they're with and also signs of physical abuse, bruises. Um, Let's see. 
you know, withdrawn, depressed, things like that. Um, for the community also to be aware, it's, um, they have tattoos mm-hmm. as they brand their victims. And so branding is where they tattoo the trafficker or the pimp's name on them. So they'll have that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, you can really pick, pick up on that. Um, honestly, you mm. can, can definitely sense that, but it's definitely, you know, sometimes it's inappropriate behavior, yeah. something hotels. I mean, it happens in hotels and things. So, and how do people even, how are they even getting involved in something like that? I mean, are these people generally, I don't know, someone in their family is doing it or, I mean, I don't even know how someone gets into something like that in such a terrible situation. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it is family. Mm -hmm. I actually worked with a young girl that was 17 and they thought that maybe their, her mom was trafficking her. So that Mm -hmm. does happen where it is family, but also, um, it's just, you know, run, it's, it's like foster care. For instance, foster care, I say, is a pipeline into trafficking. So foster care is one. Runaways is how they get involved into it. There's also um, schools for the teens. Like I liked working with teens. I worked with a lot of teens. And there's traffickers in the schools, you know, that are gang related. Um, There's also parties, uh, schools. I said that already. Mm-hmm. And malls, uh, bus stops, things like that. Those are the places where it's happening. And it's happening uh, around us. Like, cause you always think it's, it's somewhere overseas where maybe you're not as affected by it as much, but it's actually happening closer than you realize. Right. I always say that here in the U.S., it doesn't look like the girl next, you know, it doesn't look like the girl overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like the girl next door. That's literally what it looks like. They could go to school every day, come home and, you know, be in traffic from the time they get home from school till their parents get home. Like, you know, that's just, Mm. just like the girl next door, literally. That is crazy. And they, you know, the traffickers prey on social media. That's a big thing. So now why would somebody... I mean, are they luring them in a way that's attractive or interesting? I mean, are people generally that getting involved with this because they have a low self-esteem or? Yes, they have, they lack self-esteem, self-worth, that plays into a huge part of it, the lack of Mm self-esteem. So now, uh, what, I mean, when you worked with these girls, whether you were at that organization or now on your own, I mean, where do you even begin to help these people, especially if you're describing some of the signs of being very withdrawn and not talking and being kind of scared and almost very unsure of themselves? Where do you even begin in helping them to rebuild and become strong women? Yeah. Well, right now, <clears throat> I don't, I haven't coached any young you know, teens or women lately, mm-hmm. um, that have been trafficked, but cause now I'm, I'm focusing, obviously I would still, mm-hmm. if someone sends them my way, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, basically, you know, helping them just being 
that, you know, person that they need that support, um, that they need that they can come to and talk to and really vent to talk about their problems. Basically when I was mentoring, um, those young, the young girls, and even now I'm still coaching someone, but she's out of state and just helping them unlock their true potential and their purpose, you know, um, because obviously, you know, that was the past, Mm -hmm. but you know, you have to let go of the past. That's a, that's the main thing and step into destiny and what is in front of you. But what is even that first step? I mean, what is, what is one of the things that you say or that maybe you have them do, you know, whether somebody has been through obviously something very traumatic like this, or, you know, maybe they're just, their self-esteem is so low or they've been in an abusive relationship. What is kind of that, maybe that first session you have with them or that first step? Is it just getting them to talk about it or is it getting them to write down the things that they want? I mean, what, what is kind of your process in working with them? Right. Yeah. I just, um, basically have them talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, do definitely do some journaling, but just having them talk about it if they are ready to talk about it. Cause some of them aren't ready to talk about that, mm-hmm. but that's what I have done. So now it's like, you know, being a life coach, it's more broad. I don't just work with human trafficking victims. Mm-hmm. I work with, you know, other individuals as well, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, definitely, um, if there's a situation that they have, whether they're a victim of trafficking or, you know, just needing a change and they're feeling stuck and wanting to feel unstuck, Mm -hmm. having them talk about it. Okay. So now want to take to move forward to get unstuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So now when you went from, uh, going into this and you decided to be a life coach, um, what kind of allowed you to say, okay, I want to kind of broaden the spectrum of the people I work with. And do you have a specific area that you work with now in life coaching or are you pretty generalized in the type of thing that you do? Yeah, I'm pretty generalized. And I, my main thing is, you know, destiny, helping others build a bridge from the present to the future and manifesting destiny into reality. Mm. That's my main mission. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you do that? How do you do that for, to create your destiny? Right. Well, to create my destiny is obviously, you know, I pray about it and things like that, but also I, you know, have to be focused you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. have to be driven. You have to be ambition, ambitious, and you have to want change. That's the main thing. You have to want change. And so as I started wanting change and wanting to do things differently and be, you know, at a higher level, it's like I just started moving on all these things. And once I started moving and I start taking those steps, then all these other doors just started opening. It's just like everything started coming to me. It was just like a domino effect mm-hmm. pretty much. And so I know if I continue to do that, it will continue to be that domino effect. Now for people that you hear it a lot of times that people say that they want to change, but they don't actually want to do anything different, you know, it. whether it's, you know, oh, I want to lose weight, mm, but I don't really want to exercise or, <laughs> you know, I, I want to find the man or woman of my dreams, but I don't want to date. I mean, how do you, either for yourself or for your clients, get them to not only want to change, but take the action to do so? 
Right. I think that, um, you know, you have, that's very hard, um, Mm -hmm. to try to get someone to change when they really don't want to change because they have to be motivated. Number one. So you have to get them to be motivated and start really working with them to change some of their ways. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, that's the most important thing and taking baby steps. Yes. Little things at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Baby steps and, you know, feeding them, you know, spoonfuls at a time. I think that's, it just takes more work. Mm -hmm. I think when someone doesn't want to change, anybody can change. Obviously they have to want it, but you're going to have to help them with the baby steps to really, you know, get them to unlock that potential inside of them. Yeah. I think, yeah, sometimes people, it's they want to change and they don't know what the correct action is to take. And so having a mentor or a coach or a teacher kind of guide them, okay, let's try this. Do you feel comfortable with this? It seems to allow them to move forward. Right. Exactly. Definitely does. They always need that guidance and that support system. Mm Mm-hmm. And someone to hold them accountable for their actions. Now, do you have a coach yourself for you? Um, no, I don't have a coach, but I did have a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Brian Kenny. You can actually check him out at briankenny.org. Um, and he is not only a spiritual coach, but he's also um, a coach that helps you unlock your dreams, dreaming bigger. Mm-hmm. Um so I did. I coached with him for about maybe um, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think it was good. I think it was really good. I think that it's definitely essential and I recommend it to everyone, honestly. <laughs> so who should be getting a life coach? And again, life coach is so broad. Maybe you can kind of describe, you know, the different elements that people can use a life coach for. Um, as well as when is a good time to get one and why somebody would need one at a certain time in their life. Right. Well, obviously there's different life coaches out there. There's, you know, destiny coaches, there's vision coaches, there's wisdom coaches, Mm -hmm. financial coaches, fitness coaches. It just depends on, you know, what's really, you know, the direction that you're needing in your life at that point in time. If it is, if it's a fitness coach, you know, okay, that you're going to want to go that way. You know, I want to, you know, work with someone who really wants to work on their fitness. I would refer them to a friend of mine who is a fitness coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, everyone will know when they feel like they want change in their life. That's really when they need a coach to come alongside them and really help them, um, get to where, get to their final destination or their desired destination. Yes, I would agree. And what would you say is the difference between a therapist and a coach? Mm. Well, a therapist, you know, they can provide medication, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and that's not what a life coach does. A life coach doesn't does not have that authority to do so. Um, we cannot, you know, diagnose you and things like that. So um, there is a difference there with that. And a life coach, I think, takes a different approach. Um, 
Sometimes I do it on Skype. Sometimes it's over phone or sometimes it's in person, but it's not like we're just sitting in a room and we're staring at each other. You know, let's go take a walk or something like that, especially with the younger girls, you Mm -hmm. know, the younger generation. Now it says, um, I know you said you had worked more uh, when you're doing more of the uh, nonprofit organization, but how or why is it important to coach a teenager? And, you know, how do you get parents receptive to that? Because in their minds, for some of them, they may say, well, my child goes to school, they've got a teacher, they've got, you know, us as parents, and they have their basketball coach. You know, why would they need a life coach as a teenager? What would be the benefit having a high schooler to have a coach? Well, um, I think it would be beneficial, especially for a young child that just doesn't know their direction, like especially when they're getting ready to, they're in high school and they're getting ready to transition either to college or, you know, going off to college to a four-year college or staying local and going to a community college or just not knowing what they want to do and going and getting a full-time job. I think that they really need some guidance on that, on what direction to take. A lot of teens as well uh, suffer with low self-esteem, lack of self-confidence. And like I said earlier, traffickers, they prey on the ones that have low Mm self-esteem and are lacking that low self-worth. So if I can you know, get to those young girls and build, help them build up that self-confidence and that self-esteem, then it will prevent them from falling into the hands of traffickers and also propelling them into the next season of their life. Mm. I like that. Now, if you, I don't know if you've done it yet, but is there either a program or kind of a dream program that you could or would like to create for teen girls that would be like a worldwide school thing um, to help build what you're talking about to prevent trafficking or any type of, you know, terrible interaction in that way, what would that look like for you? Mm. Yeah, it would definitely be like a girl empowerment um, program for sure. Um, You know, just with everything, you know, life skills, self-confidence, destiny, you know, just really launching them and things like that. So it would be kind of broad, honestly. Mm-hmm. I really thought about that far. But um, yeah, it would be some type of girl empowerment for sure. I think that's great. And I think, you know, it's really important for teens. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I don't even think there was there were coaches for teens unless it was, you know, you were on a team or something. Um, right. And so it's important sometimes to have somebody else who's not your parent because a lot of times as a child, you want to, you know, make your parents feel proud of you and that can be different for each person. And so sometimes you may pursue something that isn't within your heart or part of your destiny like you're talking about. So I think it is important to have like a third party to say, you know, well, hey, how can I, you know, make my parents understand that this makes me happy and will also allow me to financially be okay on my own, which is always a big concern. So your child's not living at home with you forever. Um, so I do think it's kind of a newer thing that's coming out. And I do agree that it's really important to have for kids. Yes, it was. I mean, when I was younger too, we didn't have life coaches either, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think it is definitely imperative for kids, Mm. kids and adults. Yes, I definitely agree. So one of my questions I ask, uh, everyone at the end, which actually, before I do that, please tell everybody where they can find you online. 
Yes, you can visit my website at www.destinypropelled.com. Excellent. So the last question is, what is your one word or mantra or quote that you try to live by each day? Hmm. Well, my favorite quote is from Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And I definitely agree. I mean, I think, yeah, people always think, you know, they want to change the world and they have to do something large, but it's the little things you do one person at a time that start to, as you've said, propel forward. Okay, it goes to the next person and they share it with the next person and that's what's going to help make the world a better place. So I, I really like that. Right. Yes, it does. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kim. It was wonderful having you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things over on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can learn more about this episode over at emotiondancefit.com slash Kim. If you've really liked the podcast, I would greatly appreciate your review over on iTunes. Remember, each of you is capable of achieving anything you want in life. And you, yes, you, have something truly special about you that deserves recognition. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, send an email to Kerry, K-E-R-I, at EmotionDanceFit.com. Be confident. Be kind. Be happy.